This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh yeah. I'm with this. I'm just gonna sit here and lay back to this nice mellow beat, you know, and drop some smooth lyrics. Cause 88, time to set it straight, you know what I'm saying? And ain't no half-stepping. Word, I'm ready. Rappers stepping to me, they wanna get some. But I'm the cane, so yo, you know the outcome. Another victory, they can't get with me. So pick a BC day, cause you're history. I'm the authentic poet to get lyrical. For you to beat me, it's gonna take a miracle. And stepping to me. Yo, that's a wrong move. So what you on, Hobbs? Dope a dog, dope a dog. Competition, I just devour. Like a pit bull against a chihuahua. Cause when it comes to being dope, hot damn, I got it good. Now let me tell you who I am. The B I G D A double D Y K A N E. Dramatic, Asiatic, not like many. I'm different. So don't compare me to another. Cause they can't hang. Word to the mother. At least not with the principal in this pedigree. So when I roll on your rappers, you better be ready to die because you're petty. It's a butter knife, I'm a machete This may my Genesu, wait until when you Try the front, so I can chop into your body Just because you try to be basin Friday the 13th, I'ma play Jason No type of joke, that game, puzzle, or riddle The name is Big Daddy, yes, big, not little So define it, here's your walking papers Sign it, and take a walk As the canes start to talk, cause So soon I'll have to open a school of MCing for those who want to be in my field and court. Then again, on second thought, the happenstance coming out sounding so similar. It's quite confusing for you to remember the originator. And boy, do I hate a perpetrator. 
but I'm much greater. The best, oh yes, I guess, suggest the best, your best, don't mess or test your highness. Unless you just address with best finesse and bless the paragraphs, I manifest. Rap prime minister, some say sinister, non-stop in the groove until when it's the climax. Climax, relax and chill, have a break from a take of me acting ill. Brain cells are lit, ideas start to hit. Next, the formation of words that fit. At the table, I sit, making it legit. And when my pen hits the paper, oh shit. I stop to stand strong over MCs and devour with the power of Hercules or Samson. But I go further to left, cause you can scout my cameo and I still have strength. And no, that's not a myth. And if you try to rip or get whipped, the man with the given gift of gab, your vocab, I only ignore. Be sleeping on your rhymes till I start to snore. You can't awake me or even make me fear your son cause you can't do me none. So think about it if you're trying to go. When you want to step to me, I think you should know that. The name is Big Daddy, you know, as in your father. So when you hear a death rhyme, believe that I'm the author. I grab the mic and make them see evaporate. The party people say, damn, that rapper's great. The creator, conductor of poetry, etc., etc. It ain't easy being me. So you can understand Put words together like letter man Now that's dictation Proceeding to my innovation Not like the other MCs that are an imitation Or an animation A cartoon to me But when I'm finished I'm sure that you are soon to see reality My secret technique Because I always speak with mentality I put my title in your face Dare you to face it If you try to come get it Yo, I'ma show you who's with it So if you know like I know Instead of messing around Play like Roy Rogers and slow, slow down. Just give yourself a break, or someone else will take your title. Namely me, because I'm homicidal. That means murder. You sound like the herder, another MC. They try to get with me, I'll just break them and make them and break them and take them and mold them and make them hold up the peace sign. Ashalon, Hello, everyone, and welcome to Straight White Whale. This is episode 77. My name is Darren. We are joined this week with my producer, director, and co-host, Paul. Lover. Best friend, lover. Um, Inspiration. Muse. I found a pair of sunglasses outside on the floor. And, yeah. You do know what's on this street, mate. You might know about to put them on. Do you know how some people sit them? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't think I sit sunglasses. <laughs> I just don't think I sit sunglasses. You look a wee bit like Blues uh, Brothers. Aye, I'd take that. Dan Aykroyd. I'll take that, mate. Thank you. <laughs> see what <laughs> you've done. You fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's no John Goodman. Hmm. What was it? James? Bel- no, John Belushi. John Belushi. Sadly, no longer with us. Yep. I'll take the MF now. Efna, if I had a wee, there's a wee parallel between the Phoenix brothers and the Bullshit brothers, like the good one died. Phoenix? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, that's uh, aye, Joachim and um, River, River, River was the pure big star destined to be like, and when he passed away, like Joachim came out and forged a career. And remember James Bullshit. I mean, fuck's sake. Red Heat. <laughs> oh, mate. He was in the new Twin Peaks, James Belushi. Was he? Uh, because David, what's his name again? The director of Twin Peaks, David... Lynch. Lynch, thank you very much. He casts, like, odd characters. 
He had a UFC fighter as well. You know the UFC fighter that lost his eye? Michael Bisping? Yes, he was in it as well. When was that out? The new Twin Peaks was probably about eight years ago. Okay. Fantastic. We'll get into the sponsor in a minute, but I'll tell you quickly about Twin Peaks. That was the first time I ever drank coffee. My old flatmate, his name's called Tom Urey, obsessed with coffee and Twin Peaks, and I've never seen Twin Peaks or drank coffee at that point. Okay. And he was like, mate, he had a projector in his flat, right? And I binged it in like God knows how long. And he's a coffee snob, and that's the first time I tried it, and I was addicted, man. And seeing Twin Peaks, they eat cherry pie. Right. And I used to go every night and get a cherry pie and eat it. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> I've got autism in there. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do the sponsor? We'll do the sponsor, right? Yes, let's do it. Michael Burns, baby, from Lamb Solutions Limited. Thank you very much for sponsoring the podcast. You're helping keep the lights on for anybody that's just tuning in. Lamb Solutions Limited is a company that's run by my mate Michael Burns. He's a multi-skilled tradesman that can do multiple jobs in your house, like fitting kitchens, joinery work, gutter work, window cleaning, all that type of stuff. He's actually doing very well right now, Paul. Is he? And he's create. I don't want to give too much away, but he's created a new product, and he's going to ask us to stop promoting his business and finally move into this product that he's made. Okay. So move to that because he's getting too much work right now. So that makes us that makes me feel good that somebody that's helping this pod, the podcast is getting some work. But he said for the time being, if you need any help in your house, the num the number and the all the information will come up in the screen. And by the way, the song that was playing at the start, that was Big Daddy Kane. Um We've really been enjoying the music. People have been putting in requests. I've not been taking them because I've got a god complex and you're all shite. And I <laughs> will keep it up. Paul can pick a chin next week. Yeah, Did you like that song, Paul? If you'll let me. Hey, you you pick fucking Slipknot or something. Show me that golf shite. Aye, mad golf, man. Kidding on, I like uh, Slipknot. So how have you been, Paul? Are you all right? Aye, no bad, mate. No bad. What were we talking about there before we did the ad read? We were talking about Twin Peaks. Oh, aye. Pies. Cherry pies. Me finding the sunglasses. Aye, I don't know what I was, what was going to be like. Kick it James Belushi. Aye. Um, how do you think John Belushi would look like looking down for heaven, if, it, if there is such a thing? How do you think he would rate his brother's career? <laughs> it's a hard one isn't it because if you were to say to me Dan, would you want Jim James what's his name again James Belushi James Belushi's career I would bite your own off fucking right <laughs> uh, I think he would be looking down from heaven and crying and that's why it rains because it's John Belushi's tears <laughs> John Belushi's tears what do you think Summer Phoenix Summer River Phoenix would think about Joaquin's career because Joaquin Phoenix has had a good career, very good career. Yes, great actor. Mm -hmm. Some outstanding movies he's been in, mate. Like multiple, multiple amazing films. 
you were never really here as a belter. I've never seen that. It's directed by a Scottish woman called Lindsay something. She actually stayed in Bishop Briggs. Can't remember her second name, mate. Could you check that for me? What was it called? You Were Never Really Here. Lindsay. She stayed in Bishop Briggs and now she lives in America. You were never... Genius. Really here. 2017. Um... He's like the only star as well by the looks of things. Great, great, great movie. Lynn Ramsey. Lynn Ramsey. Yes, mate. Lynn Ramsey was born on the 5th of December 1969 in Glasgow, Strathclyde, Scotland, UK. IMDB with fucking Strathclyde. Um, Oh, we need to talk about Kevin. And the rat catcher. Yes, right, okay. we need to talk about Kevin, mate, with John C. Reilly. Uh-huh. Fucking brilliant. That's ah, a great movie. Horrible, but it's ah, brilliant. Brilliant. And what was the other one that he'd done that was brilliant? He'd done a Nicolas Cage one. I think it was called 49mm. He worked on a pawn shop. Who? Joaquin Phoenix? Nicolas Cage was trying to buy a snuff film. He was trying to find a snuff film that they thought was real. Right. He was... Yeah, Queen Phoenix was a young whippersnapper. Right, and then obviously, like, the Joker. Yeah. And Gladiator. Like, I think that, see, that was one of the, I think Gladiator was the first thing I've ever seen him in. And this is, like, the measure of him as an actor. I don't think I like him because of that. Like, I hate him. Yeah. I've got this, like, when I talk about him, I need to remind myself that it's because uh, he's rolling Gladiator that I hate him. It's not because, you know, like, anything that he's done. Yeah. Because I was just about to say, I've got a feeling in real life he's a bit of a prick, but probably not. I think he used to be. He spoke about it in the, the Oscar. I've been a scoundrel, remember? During his speech. That's what he said. Oh, did he? I've been a scoundrel. Aye, but, I mean, that could mean anything, couldn't it? You know what I mean? I think he was really difficult with to work with. Right. So I yeah. think he was up for an Oscar for Gladiator, and he was, like, devastated that he never won it. And he was a total cunt about it. Ah, right, okay. Ah, well, we live and learn, don't we? We live and learn. We forgive. um, River Phoenix was... um, uh, Like, destined to be a massive star. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio type stuff, wasn't it? Yep. Such a shame. Yes. Some amazing films. I watched Stand By Me the other night, and it was... He was a standout. I went to see a film that he was in, the one that he, before he died. Can't remember it off the top of my head. They never released it because he died. And the director was there at the GFT, and the guy was like 90 year old in a wheelchair. And he was just like such a crime to humanity that he died just so young and right, would have been like a Marlon Brando type, you know? Right. Or Brad Pitt like level. Yeah. Famous. Wow. And it was heroin, one thought? Heroin. Keanu Reeves was his best mate. Aye, man. He was in that. Uh, I've, I've watched a couple of YouTube videos about it, and aye, man, they, they know just fucking. He was in that Viper room, wasn't he? Uh, Johnny Depp and Kate Moss's nightclub. Yeah. Was it at the time? And the bouncers just picked him up and dumped him out in the street because mm-hmm. they didn't want him to die on the property. Craziness, man. Have you heard the phone call? No. Heartbreaking, man. Who makes it? Yeah, Queen. 
Was he there? Oh, yeah. you're fucking joking me. No wonder he's fucked up, man. Heartbreaking. Aye, uh, man. Addiction, but, you know, usually a, a, a sign of trauma. And when you hear uh, guys like Corey Feldman talk about their experience, you wonder what the fuck they've been through. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. It's watching, I was even watching like a, a video that was analysing Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, he's, he's into like 19... His age range seems to be between 18 and 25, doesn't it, for like the women that he picks. And um, I watched a video where the guy was basically doing a deep dive into like potential reasons why. And he was really, really closely associated with somebody that's a convicted paedophile now. Wow. Like the guy, the Nickelodeon guy. Oh. You know, like this guy that's been, uh, or was it him? Or anyway, you, you know, you can go and you can, you can YouTube it, but he was. He was, aye, he was like, there's videos of him like cuddling in a and, you know, doing interviews with this guy and it turned out the guy was a beast. So you wonder what's happened to old Leo. Um, I'd always suspected that he was gay. Yeah? Aye, like you get these young models to hang about with you and you pay them money. I always thought that, you know what I mean? And like, ah, nah, I don't think he's really like dating these women. He's just, you know, what do they call it? A beard? Yeah. Well, n nothing in life would surprise me, mate, after uh, the Daily Daily Llama. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> Call back to a previous episode. <laughs> so how have you been since last week? I was going to get a guest in, but but people, the feedback, people are enjoying us. So The people request. Hi, mate. Busy. Busy with work. Literally no stopped. What about you? Been okay. I feel like I've just fully recovered from that COVID thing. So I'm back out walking, feeling better. Went for a couple of cold dips. I've had what? a bit cold water swimming. Okay. I am the cold water swimming gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> can gorilla swim? I can swim. I've been about four times because I, I was struggling, mate, because I couldn't walk. Like, my level of walking, I could only do like 5,000 steps. Right. So my pal was like take you for a dip and it was really good but again i'm no <laughs> i'm no going back on what i've said if it's pals going for a dip i'm cool if it's this fucking mental health guru that's got a laminated fucking certificate covered in spunk on the wall <laughs> and they're charging 80 quid for vulnerable people that are struggling with mental health and addiction then i've got a problem with that so it was really good mate Aye, where did you go Paisley Reservoir. Right, okay. So how cold's water? Like brutal? Well, I've done it. I've done it at the campsies uh, at the start of the podcast, like the first 10 episodes, mm -hmm. and that was unbearable. I've done it in Luss, and that was really enjoyable. Paisley Reservoir, because it's not connected to any rivers. It was really cold, but it's manageable. Right. How long did you do the first time I was five minutes, and then typical alky, 15 minutes every other time, but slept like a baby, mate. It seems to have zapped the insomnia about me. feel like my skin's got a wee bit better, and I feel uh, rejuvenated. I feel like, right, get back into walking and just... Motivated. Yeah. That's good, better. mate. Love it. When you start on your page. <laughs> <laughs> The cold water gorilla. Hi. I love it. <laughs> so we're thinking that we're going to set up 
this uh, cold water event instead of doing a live show Paul's going to get a bus <laughs> double decker bus we're going to go up to Luss and it's going to be a hundred pound a ticket and I'll take you in for a swim and Paul can do some therapy and because I'm not qualified I'll just like set up a fire and all that just dance around the fire just three people unsolicited advice on the cold water no you need to do aye but who, who says they were doing chemo? Right, stop that shite. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. See you that, that's all a lot of shite. <laughs> On that, mate, it's 4.20. 20 past four? No, it's... <laughs> all right. No, it's, uh, it was quarter to four right now, but no, it's the 20th of April. All right, so okay. So it's the, the national holiday for cannabis. Unofficial, obviously. Shows you how... Um... How much uh, weed smoke and armor when I thought you were talking about the time there. So what does this mean then? Um, Christmas for stoners? Aye. Basically, the patron saint of stoners day. The devil's lettuce. Yes. And the I think the the legend is that 420 was the time that kids used to meet after school. Ah. To smoke a bowl, as they would say in America. So there'll be like loads of people... Right now, because between sort of like mid-afternoon, they'll go and sit in Glasgow Green. Um, and then at 4.20, they have like a big, you know, like a big cheer, big Mexican wave. Which just goes to show you, man, like, fucking there's police there and all that. Then Glasgow Green, there's just too many people to arrest. So people down there smoking bongs, smoking joints, doing whatever they want, you know. Well, no, whatever they want, but Aye. as long as it's with cannabis. And, eh... Uh, also no bothered you on a day that's pretty cool would you have went down aye i usually go but i'm working so sorry just keep me you're keep me away from my national holiday sorry no mate. i'm kidding on mate i wouldn't have religious <clears throat> bigotry for me what's that religious bigotry from me to uh, you because it's your religion in it <laughs> rastafari <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, I, I would usually go um when i worked in you know when i had a job like an actual job i'd book it off i would go down and sit in glasgow green and, and do all that but um no nah, even if i wasn't here i would probably just be editing mate i've got so much work on like yeah. that week didn't even take i took a week off but that sort of three days that i couldn't even go on the laptop with covid just had a mad fucking domino effect do you know what i mean and i'm still i feel like i'm on track but i'm still a wee bit behind you know what i mean yeah you have a wee dubby tonight then perhaps aye mate aye of course your tap ass window open aye punching the wall with a towel wrapped on your hand ah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> well i hope everybody has a nice 420 420. 420. Aye. I sound like an undercover police, don't I? Aye. Is everybody going to the 420 festival? <laughs> 420. <laughs> Let me hear you say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I took a draw a joint, man, I'd be fucking out my box. I'd be right out my box. Just in the middle of Glasgow Green, like, oh, the water's not even that cold. <laughs> <laughs> what you're sitting on a bench mate i'm like oh so you want me to get through the subjects yes let's go a lot has happened this week um since our last podcast 
if you're a listener to the podcast, last week I said, let's clip something for TikTok. So I went into this with a mind frame to annoy people. Mm -hmm. And boy, oh boy, did we get some fucking bites about the Rod Stewart clip. So essentially I just said, you know, Rod Stewart's morphed into a lesbian. To Penny Lee. Yeah. That looks like my auntie. Not really punching down because that is my life. But everybody's took it as as I'm punching down. So on TikTok, it's got over 120,000 views. It got 400 comments. I've been getting mad threats on Twitter. (laughs) Have you? Aye, mate. It's been funny as fuck. But see, the thing is, I've engaged in it all. So I've just been treating... I've been treating it like I'm comparing a night and I'm dealing with a drunk crowd. So people are like, what's wrong with Penny Lee? And I'm like, ah, you living it, you cunt. Just pure vicious. <laughs> I've been really enjoying it, man. What a fucking internet alter ego. I like a wrestler, mate. Like I'm actually, I feel like a wrestler. There's been a couple of women though that have been like, at home, I'm a lesbian. And I'm like, that's the only people I've not been like, fuck up. I'm being like, I love the gay community. Aye. You need to understand though that this is a bit. So if you get if you if you're getting caught in the crossfire fire, take it in the chin. Aye, you're no homophobic, obviously. I'm no homophobic. I've sucked a penis. I have sucked. That's why I'm so confident right now. This is why I'm swinging, mate, because they can say whatever they want. <laughs> they can call me whatever they want. I've had a set of balls in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to go too much into detail about it, right? But it's one of the main reasons why I'm sober. <laughs> because it was an accident. <coughs> so you can't call me homophobic when I've sucked a cock. You're uncancelable. Exactly. I'm, I. Teflon. I'm like a vampire. If you shoot me in the head, it's a waste of a bullet. <laughs> 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 so i there we go uh, i saw rod stewart um but people are just so silly man like even some actors and stuff that i know i mean you know my twitter mate fucking hell my twitter is a bam up 24 hours a day people are sending me holiday pictures uh i was in the alps with rod stewart in 1985 and i'm a rangers man and uh, we had great banter i don't understand why you're being so cruel I'm like, oh, fuck up, you. Aye, Rod Stewart doesn't give a fuck, man. Rod Stewart's yeah. got his own fucking 747 in his back garden. He's not giving a shit. I got somebody a belter today as well. He's like, ah, just because he shags Hunter's a beautiful, stunning woman and he's got 200 million in the bank and he drives about in a lovely car. And I was like, mate, you sound like you want to push his fucking arse in. <laughs> fucking get a grip. <laughs> oh, bad Rod. You want to know how pathetic I'm or not? See if I seen him at a game, I'd be like, ah, all right, Rod. <laughs> do you Happening, watch, my man. Do you watch Scott's quote? <laughs> Wake up, Maggie. I think I've got something to penalty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the TikTok video get taken down. <clears throat> yes. As I was walking into the podcast studio, it got, it get reported for sexual harassment. So it must be for the gay thing. Look. You get reported for sexually harassing Rod Stewart. <laughs> Hi. 
<laughs> I get reported for sexually harassing Rod the Prod. Rod the Prod. Brilliant. Look, Scott Agnew was my support act and he's gay. I've had him on my podcast talking about... That means you can't be homophobic, mate. Exactly. My cousin's gay. My cousin is gay. So is mine. There we go. Man, he's gay. No, the one for Penny Lee. Um, she lives on a farm down in England. I've sucked a cock. Try. Come. Come at me. Come try and beat me. Try. Try it. Oh, <laughs> I had the weirdest conspiracy theory explained in the studio this week. I won't name names. Who? I thought you were doing something. Oh, I no, 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 I thought right. you were showing me something. Um, I won't name names. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you after. Okay. Half Mike, because he was genuinely a sound guy and it was a good podcast. I won't name the podcast, I won't name the names. <laughs> Two seconds, <sighs> Fizzy Waterman, Burpee Boy, yep. And um, he said that so it started off with quite a common conspiracy. It's linked, by the way, if no one just randomly launched in, started with quite a common conspiracy theory and he came away with quite a common bullshit thing. So he was like, see all this LGBT fucking ABCXYZ? That's exactly <laughs> what the guy said, right? So, look, again, other than this, he was sound and yeah. he seemed like a nice guy. I would say, rather than malicious, ignorant, right? Like an ignorant person. <laughs> it was like, I was just thinking to myself, that sounds like my dad, but in like 1994, known 2023, you know what I mean? I'm like 30 years later and people still coming away with shit this, but he's like, See this LGBTQ, ABC, XYZ that they're fucking ramming down the Wayne's throats? So that's where, that's where it started. So I was like, common conspiracy theory for a straight white man for the west of Scotland. Or belief for a straight white guy for the west of Scotland to have, right? Mm. But then he went on to say, do you know about humiliation rituals? Mm, and he went, no. do you know that they get all the black actors to wear dresses? in their movies <laughs> and that's how they indoctrinate them <laughs> and i honestly i was like looking around the room and people were just like looking at each other like what's he talking about and he was like aye aye like then like a like a wee side eye like what and he's like think about it eddie murphy wore a dress in a movie martin lawrence wore a dress in a movie somebody was pure what about denzel washington he was pure bet he's wore a fucking dress in it so i don't know has he no. No. So th that has got to be the weirdest conspiracy theory that that's how they get black actors into the, the like, what was it calling it? The satanic cult. That's Satanism. They're all into Satanism and how they date through these humiliation rituals. They like get them to wear dresses. Martin Lawrence and Big Mama's house. Uh huh. I don't know where Eddie Murphy's wore a dress. Well, uh, uh, Nutty Professor. Nutty Professor. He played like multiple people. Norbit. Uh-huh. Played multiple people in that as well. But see, when you think about it, right? See, when it comes to satanic rituals and selling your soul and humiliation, wearing a fucking dress in a film's not that bad. I would happily fucking stick on some lipstick. Well, I think... <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, again, making you not homophobic. Um, that Maybe even that was fucking homophobic, saying that. Gay people... Lipstick is not exclusive to gay people, but um, <laughs> I'm so afraid. Um, the... What were we saying there? So, the I think the idea is is that being gay is satanic. 
Yeah. They, I, think they, I think this conspiracy theory could be wrapped up in what's called the gay agenda. Oh, okay. Which has now been transferred to, like, the trans question or the trans issue, the culture war. But I was just sitting there. It, it did then go, you know, about 15 minutes later on. By the way, the earth's flat, so... Oh, they... We did heat for a month. Aye. Heat for a porridge. Aye. He's for penalty. <laughs> he probably <laughs> is. Were you getting inducted into the satanic cult when you wore your dress at the Oranmore? Was that your final Illuminati? Um, <laughs> bells above everybody. That was that was a joke. Um, please don't punish me. I've done enough for you. Okay, I've done enough. So moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, TikTok is mental for all that stuff. See, I can easily lead invulnerable people i can understand why people become severely mentally unwell because i've kind of looked at i mean i'm very curious right i'm a comedian man i'll read anything i'll look at anything i'll watch anything if you say you want to do a bungee jump i'll do it because i might get a junk a joke for it and sometimes i go down those um you know paths of like looking at conspiracies and see if i'm having a bad day man like lack of sleep or something i'm like hey Aye, that does make fucking sense. But it's a lot of shit. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. That is on top. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you ever seen Rosemary's Baby? I've not seen it in years, mate, but it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Roman Polanski. He's an odd beast, aren't he? Full blown beast. Under it. But that's that's a fucked up movie, mate. Yes. Um So if anybody's not seen it, I mean could you say spoiler alert for a movie that came out in the seventies? Nah. The it's like a a rich family that she marries into, into it. They but they've purposely like 
groomed her to have the devil's baby, basically. And it's outstanding. Very um, disturbing. Very, very disturbing. I mean, God knows what it was like watching that back in the fucking 70s when you've got, like, you know, Charlie Chaplin and all that still kicking about. And then Rosemary's baby pops out anywhere. You're like, what the fuck? Uh, but I we recommend it. Get in about it. Uh, but, like, download it illegally so that Roman Polanski doesn't get any more money. Is he in jail? Is he dead? No, mate, he fleed. Is he still maritime? I know that he was one of the ones that lived in a boat. Like Elron Hubbard. So I know he doesn't go to America and he doesn't go to Britain. Right. Because he'll get the jail. I'm pretty sure he, he lived out in the sea to stop, like, going to jail. Let me just have a wee... It was his uh, girlfriend that got murdered after the Manson family. Yes. So a lot of fucked up shit. Like Roman Polanski. And did they know, like, gave him an Oscar not so long ago? Really? I'm pretty sure. i tell you another thing, by the way. This is just our opinion, so don't be soon as, and it's all... What's the word you need to say so you don't get it? Allegedly. That's it. All these cunts like Ewan McGregor and all that, they've all done films with him. Recently. Recently? Like in the last 10 years. He lives in France. Hmm. Um, he's... Avoided visiting any country that is likely to extradite them to the United States. So France doesn't extradite people to the United States. That's, wow. that's a weird one. So see if he does get the jail, I take it he's getting something like 30 years. I'm pretty sure he's going down for a lot. I think he's getting Harvey Weinstein to me. I think he's going down for like fucking 20 to life or whatever. So allegedly, allegedly, see when he did assault the female, mm -hmm. supposedly it was in Jack Nicholson's house. Wouldn't they surprise me? And um, Jack Nicholson's got an edge to him. Yes. A, like a... I, I, have we spoke about Jack Nicholson before? Am I getting deja vu? No, but see if you type, type Jack Nicholson into TikTok, there'll be a lot of conspiracies popping up about him. About him? So, continue. Right. Um, he's uh, Jack Nicholson. I mean, he looks a bit creepy, doesn't he? He plays a creep. Like, pure, phew, right in the fucking bullseye. But I remember seeing a video um, making some sort of comment about how Jennifer Lawrence was hot. And you're like, nah, mate, don't be doing that. Like, old enough to be her fucking grander. Yeah. Do you know he supposedly brain damaged a sex worker? What? That's... Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Mate, if you Google it, mate, pop up. He had a couple of sex workers to his house and something happened and he kicked, he kicked fuck out of one of them. And she ended up with brain damage. Right. I've Googled Jack Nicholson, Roman Polanski before. i tell you another weird thing and all, as you're Googling that and you'll find it out. See, Roman Polanski, he was in a film called fucking Russia Were Free. And I watched it during... I, I revisit films and, like, trilogies and stuff. And I watched Rush Hour 3. And I've never really been offended by a film. If he's bored and he's want to be angry, watch Rush Hour 3. Holy fuck. That... That's why there's never been a Rush Hour 4. Because of Rush Hour 3. Really? Aye. Horrible film. Terrible, Aye. terrible film. All the Asian pish... All the Asian jokes, like, you know... 
stereotypical racist stuff towards Jackie Chan mm-hmm. that is just you're like what? Aye, pure mental. Um, twenty two years ago, so this is the Guardian, but it's archived. Um, so the article ran in two thousand. So that would have been before cunts were fucking going on the internet for their news, would it not have been? Before smartphones, 2007s? Yeah. Aging Lothario. <laughs> People can't see me, I just side-eyed. <laughs> Do you know why I side-eyed there? Because they're already, they're already insinuating, insinuating, oh, he's a shagger. And it's like, no, he's fucking getting prostitutes, man. Like, but anyway, Aging Lothario, Jack Nicholson, has been hit with a lawsuit alleged that he promised a prostitute £1,000 for sex and then assaulted her when she asked for the money. Catherine Sheenan has already received a £32,000 settlement for Nicholson. £32,000 and then dollars. wonder if she was British, but now insists that that sum is insignificant and that her injuries for the incident almost actually killed her. Okay. According to the lawsuit, the star invited Sheenan and a friend to his home in 1996, he offered each woman £1,000 to wear a little black dress and engage in sex acts with him, but Nicholson later became loud and abusive, commenting that he would never pay for anyone to have sex with him and that he could get anyone he wanted to be a sexual partner. So this is 96, man. He's already pretty old. Like, yes. when was... He played the Joker in, what, 1990, 1991, 89? And mm-hmm. Batman, and he's pretty old in that, you know what I mean? And he's no young. Um... Sheenan claims that Nicholson promptly grabbed her by the hair, thumped her by thumped her over the head, and then threw her to the floor before throwing her out of her house. Justifying the complaint, Sheenan's lawyer says about a year after she received the original payment, her injuries and damage to her brainstem got worse than originally thought. Now the injury is actually killing her. She has no vision um, at times to find it hard, and she finds it hard to cope with the pain. The medical bills have already reached $60,000, but if she is to survive, she needs an important operation. The original, the original settlement is not enough. Wow. So he's... I, I mean, anybody that's minted, that's like fucking American Psycho shit, mate. Yeah. Because he's got the money. Mm-hmm. It's not about the money. Then what's it about? You know? Power. He was probably yeah. in his 50s back then. At that age. Said he was 63. Oof. Said Nicholson then 63. Um, It makes the, see like the character in Departed and stuff like that, that, you see the bit in that where he's like, the opera's playing and, aye, it's a bit creepy. You're like, that's not really acting. Uh Uh-huh. And then obviously I think we've spoke about this on the podcast about The Shining, like... I don't know if he was, had a part to play in it, but Shelley Duvall, um, the, the woman that played Jack's wife in that, had a mental breakdown, really. Mm-hmm. And it was very, like, on-set bullying and stuff. I don't know if he was involved, but you think you would fucking step in there? You would hope, wouldn't you? And, oh, and well. traumatise a woman to the point that she has a full mental breakdown. Aye. Oh, well. Bye, Jack. Bad boy. Naughty. So there we go. He needs some cold water therapy. <sighs> Get down to us, Jack. Hull a pound a ticket, moan on the bus. Everybody should be forgiven for their sins. He'll be on James English soon. 
Oh, I don't want to slag James. Because he'll batter me. But see, the thing is, I'll fucking let him batter me because that's how half my, that's how half my nut armor. <laughs> Kid man. James. Baby. Aye. Um, I'll, I'll keep going through the... On a serious note, I've been in the flat for coming up a year. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, isn't it? Why is that so serious? Well, I think I've got some important things to say about it regarding okay. mental health and stuff. Okay. Well, I'd say that I, I mean, a year out of the house and fuck, man, I can't believe that's been a year. Mad, isn't it? I'm mental. Best thing I've ever done, by the way. Like, if there's anybody living through their life and they're worried about a mortgage and you can't save up or you can't qualify for a mortgage, just admit defeat and just rent somewhere. Fuck it. If you can't get it, don't beat yourself up. But regarding mental health stuff and depression and stress, through my own lived experience, because I know a lot of people, we talk about mental health a lot, it was getting to a point that my life was like miserable, right? And something bad was going to happen. It was, it was going to happen, right? And it took me to step away from that situation and to be in my own gaff. Cause obviously I've lived elsewhere, but during lockdown, it was just so intense. Regarding things like depression, I think a lot, if you're listening to this and struggling, I think a lot of people need to know that it can be your situation or your surroundings that can make you depressed and it's no you as a person because when I was in that situation, I cannot, I mean, it made me physically unwell. It got that bad to the point that I was just fucked. Weight gain, skin was fucked, lost my hair, couldn't sleep, mental and uh you know get my in place i love my man my dad with all my heart my soul i know i'll i slag them on this as a joke but those other members of the family you know older brothers that just became so fucking toxic that i just couldn't think like my body started to fail so i think if you're out there and you're listening like I'm in a, I'm a person that goes through recovery, I do 12-step programs, I do therapy. So the way that I live my life, I try to take every option that's in front of me. Mm-hmm. So if a, a relationship's broken, I'll try to fix it. If somebody doesn't like me, I'll ask them why. And I explored everything with that, with, with that, those type of people. And it just got to a point that I was like, I need to remove them from my life. And honestly, like, a year later, it is the best fucking thing that I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. And see, when, you, when you're in recovery and therapy, no a lot of people will tell you that. They're always like, oh, it's a loving thing today and all that shit. I think the loving thing today for certain people is to cut them out, their, cut them out your life like they're a fucking cancer. So, there we go. Mm-hmm. One year in the flat. <laughs> Woohoo! No, mate, I think you're right. I mean, we've I think we've spoke about this on Patreon, actually. I don't think we've ever spoke about it on just a normal podcast, but I agree with you, man. Like, yeah. there's only so many chances. When it comes to family, people put up with some amount of shite after family for no other reason than, you know, 
they've either got the same Monda or, you know, it is their Monda, you know what I mean? Um, and if people that are in your life are genuinely, like, depressing you, impacting your mental health, impacting your ability to work and to stay sane, you know, I hear what you're saying, it's like you cut them out of your life like a cancer, but at least distance yourself at the very least have some proper fucking boundaries with them if you don't feel up to messaging phone calls or going to visit them don't do it yeah just don't do it you don't you're not obliged <clears throat> to give people your time and energy simply because they fucking pumped one time and fucking nine months later you came out of one of them i yeah. genuinely don't i don't buy into that see the whole like oh blood stick on water and it's your family and you've only got one family and blah 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 it's like man pick your fucking family pick your friends choose them wisely yeah like the people that you surround yourself with influence you i would say that so i, I kind of disagree with this in, in one sense if you are not aware something to do no if the, the wind blew it open oh, to me as well when i shatter um if you're unaware about how people impact you, like, and I mean, like, um, so I've, I've got a couple of people in my life that can be quite negative, like, about, usually about stuff that I'm doing, so, um, I'll give you an example, and it's no naming any names, I would never do this, people are still in my life and I still love them, but I've got a person in my life that's literally, like, no matter what idea I would come up with or no matter what opportunity that would present itself to me, they'll kind of shit on it a wee bit or they'll, they'll either be negative about the what I'm doing, about the opportunity that I'm talking about, or they'll just seem very like, they'll be negative, they'll be critical, or they'll just kind of like ignore it. Do you know what I mean? And they won't talk about it. They won't be like, and then I know that they've that they've seen stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because then they'll make comments later on. Oh, I, I, I seen that a few months ago or whatever. Like even stuff like you know, doing a podcast, and they'll be like, I, I had a listen, but you know, don't listen to it. And it's just like, all right, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not making content for you. Like yeah. I'm doing it because I enjoy it and because and obviously like try to make a living through doing it but I've got a couple of people like that and I have had people say to me stuff like oh you know like you can't surround yourself with negative people like that and you, you should cut that person at your life and I'm like I know I know it comes from a place of low self-esteem I don't think I don't see when that happens I work through my own emotions about that I do have sort of like it does piss me off a wee bit and it does upset me sometimes but I work through that because I know that the person um, doesn't mean it to be, do you know what I mean? And they're not trying to antagonize me. It's just more that they don't really have anything like that happening in their life. And so they feel shit whenever you're being like, oh, they feel like, you know, that way you'll be like, you're fucking boasting. And you're like, I'm not boasting, mate. I'm just fucking, yeah. you know, I'm just loving my life and telling you about what's good in my life. Um, and f I've had people say to me, you should cut them out and all that. Like, you're, they'll influence you and their negativity will drag you down and I'm just literally like, look, I choose to keep the, that particular group of people that are like that in my life because I know that it doesn't come from a bad place. I know that they're not trying to hurt me and really it's just about them. 
So I'll go maybe go to another person and be like, they fucking they've pissed me off and I'll I'll vent, but then I'm like, right, I'm done and I'm all right. And yeah. then I, but I'm aware, so I don't let their neg- negativity drag drag me down if they do say something that's critical about something that I'm doing, I don't let it influence me. I just be like, look, I know why they're doing that. So um Ah, you you need to like I think that's a balancing act. Like I'm pretty sure you've got people in your life that they're like unintentionally a bit negative towards stuff or don't blah blah blah. But you're just sort of like I know what that's about. It's about them. I'm not gonna. I don't need to fucking cut them out. Pure yeah. straight out my fucking life and be like that. But the boundaries that I'm talking about can be. You know, I'm not going to reply to their text messages straight away when they're doing stuff like that. I'll let them consider what they've said. I'll maybe let them stew a wee bit and let them know that, you know, if they come back or uh, spend less time with them. All the way up to no contact. Like, all options are available. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're you're a stronger person than me, mate, because that is a character defect for me. I'm like, you know, you could do that with a cup of tea. And I'll be like you're gone <laughs> but i'm not i'm not as bad as that but i i used to be like that and i've apologized to some friends but the people that were that i were talking about there i mean you just get some energy vampires in your life mate and for childhood you're always trying to you know what's wrong is everything all right you're trying to fix stuff and you kind of accept that you know when it comes to a christmas they won't be there or like say my mum's birthday you just know that they're not going to buy her a present or the only reason they're in their house my mum's house is to get their washing done or their dinner there's no other reason there so like you know if some somebody else in the family like a nephew is having a communion or a christening or something you just know that you know they won't be there and people don't really ask the questions why uh-huh. they're there. Aye, of course. It's it's a different thing. Like if I was watching somebody like take advantage or take or manipulate or, you know, like take a Lenny Mamma, that'd be a totally different thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Completely different than it would be like what you know what I mean? You'd be having it out. And sometimes like, you know, like there's this whole sort of thing about you need to be empathetic and compassionate towards people and you need to love them. Sometimes the best way to love somebody is to cut them out your life because yeah. Your your relationship with them is also not healthy for either ease. Do you know what I mean? Um, and of course, um, I don't think that's a character defect. I mean, I like of course, if somebody's sipping their teeth the wrong way, and you're like, I'm never speaking to that cunt ever again, then uh, <laughs> you might you might go and have a look at the anger issues that <laughs> underlie that. Um, on that man, I seen a video the other night that uh was like. A guy screaming about a crying baby on a plane. Wow. And was just like, holy shit. Like, there's actual people out there that are so entitled that they see, like, a crying baby as, like, somehow an inconvenience to them or some sort of, like, attack on them. You know, like, shut that fucking way up. But it's like, well, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't just shut a kid up. Why were you expecting the fucking naughty day? What happened at the end? Did people tell him? He got arrested. Amazing. He got, um, it showed you a video of him in the airport with airport security and airport security taking him away. Because he was literally screaming at one point and one of the air, uh, air hosts said, why are you screaming? And he went, because the baby's screaming. 
So I should be allowed to scream. Wow. And there was like loads of people, like pure, it was American. Obviously, man, I was Scottish, we wouldn't do that. But um, there was loads of voices, like pure, shut the fuck up. And he's just like, pure, you shut the fuck up. Like pure, oof, man. Skill, that's a skill shooting, man. Uh, I'm glad I, the guy got a fucking set of handcuffs slapped on him. I mean, I, one time I, I got a flight back to Egypt and there was a, a baby that cried almost the, the entire way, right? Was it fun? No. That, you know, like, was it exhausting having to listen to this crying Wayne for fucking whatever it is, like a seven hour flight? Aye. But are you going to abuse people because of it? you got to start shouting out, shut that fucking way up. Like, I just don't get that, man. Now, if you're taking your way into a fucking cinema or somewhere that, you know, like yeah. a library, or, you know, somewhere where it's quiet or the quiet carriage of a train, I think you're well within your rights to raise a complaint. But yeah. you're on a commercial, you know, passenger plane. Like, yeah. you're going, I mean, what would you do if it was like Brain Man was one, you know, like somebody with severe autism? And they're like petrified on the plane and start like shouting. You're going to be like, shut him, fucking shut him up. Yeah. Mental, mate. Mental. I think there's a lot of unwritten rules to life when you, when there's a crying baby in a plane or something like that. You just, everybody just shut, shut up as a win. Let it cry and hopefully we can just get through this quicker. And I'm very noise sensitive in restaurants and stuff. But if it was a win or something, I'd be like, yeah. Fuck it. Shit happens. I mean, I'd be, I'd have two paper towels in my earlobes, <laughs> but uh, shit happens. Also, I just want to say there quickly, I'm trying to kind of tiptoe around that subject there. I love my mum and my dad very much. They're very good to me. Very kind to me. I know my dad is the butt of a lot of my jokes. Aye. My dad is a good guy. He helps me, man. He helps me. I mean, he's fucked. <laughs> but <laughs> he helps me. Uh -huh. So I'm no bad mouthing my mum or my dad there. He's can put two and two together. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on for that. But it's just, it's, um, you know, it's so mad to think that you can live um, just your whole life in that kind of shock. Your body's in shock and your mind's in shock through stress and depression. And you're like, wait a minute. It's because I'm living in this situation. That's Aye, to get back to like what you were saying with that, I would say that um, a, a very large percentage of mental health issues are caused by the environmental factors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by environment can be, you know, just the, the things that you're known control of quite a lot of the time, you know what I mean? And the people that you're having to hang about with, the, your, you know, the, where you're born, the poverty that you experience, um, sometimes the bullying that you experience, like stuff like that, they're all environmental factors. Um, and in my, you know, very short time, what have I been a therapist now, about three or four years, I'm being completely and utterly honest, I've never met somebody that's come in and they've told me their story and where I've been like, Oh, this is like this is just a genetic chemical imbalance in this person's brain. It's always like, all right, I get it. Yeah, trauma, or um, on like different levels, or um, just life. I putting somebody right in the fucking nuts when you know they don't need it, or they're they're at they're, they're at a low point. Yeah. <clears throat> well, hopefully, what you said there can help some people 
that are listening. How long have we done, by the way? Coming on an hour. An hour. So I tell you what, see for the patron stuff, do you want to do the big pop-up pump shit? Ah, I will do the TikTok stuff for that. Right. I need to tell you quickly, though. See, when I was standing outside, Paul had a couple of clients in the studio before I came in for my podcast. Standing on the, sitting on the ledge, having a can of Red Bull. And a guy across the road shouted at me, big man, have you got a lighter? And I had my headphones in and I was like, what? He's like, ah, lighter with a cigar. And I was like, I've not got a lighter, mate, I'm sorry. And he's like, ah, fuck, man. And I was like, you celebrating? And you'll never guess what he said. What? He done that. My missy's just getting an abortion. What? Fucking yes, man. And walked straight down. He's smoking a cigar? Yep. Holy shit, man. In the street by himself. Like that. Fucking yes. What is it about this street? You know, you've said before, this room's got a weird energy. Yes. This street's got a weird energy, mate. Like, we are in probably what would be classed as the nicest part of Glasgow. Am I wrong? Like, if you, if somebody was to say that they were moving up this, this neck of the woods, you'd be like, ah, nice. Mm-hmm. But just this wee bit here, it's fucked up, man. I mean, apart from the brothel that's fucking next door. Um yes. Which... You'll be testament to, man. How busy are they fucking hell, man? Very busy. You'd, anytime you come down here, there's always a punter going in and out of that fucking yes. place. Um, more power to them. But um, this street, this wee bit here, man, it's got a fucked up energy, man. There's always mad dafties cutting about. But what's that all about, man? Like, smoking a cigar, celebrating. Well, you know, you know what? I'm pro-choice. 100% pro-choice. Like, if you get pregnant... And you decide early doors that you don't want that baby financially, spiritually, you know, just your life, your career, whatever, whatever the, the reasons are, you are absolutely free to go and do whatever it is that you want. Take care of it. Get an abortion. I'm on board. Mm-hmm. But celebrating it. With a stogie. Mm, I don't know if I'm on board with that. I'm pro-choice as well, but... No, running down the street with a cigar hanging up my mouth. Shouting at random strangers. Yes, mate, Missy's just got an abortion. Aye, expecting a high five. God will judge you. Aye. Uh, and and <laughs> to put a counterpoint to that guy, um, I I had I've had an experience um where I've like was too young and uh, an ex getting an abortion. No, I like I know that there's different types and I think they affect people in different ways and, you know, it was one of the ones where you go and they give you a pill and then yeah. it induces your, your period type thing. Uh, and I struggled with it, mate. I wasn't celebrating. It wasn't because I wanted a win or, you know, any bullshit like that. It was just something It just psychologically, mate, it was tough. So it was a tough one to, to go through. I totally... Here, I get it, mate. It's a, it's a very hard subject, um, and we've spoke about this on the podcast before. We both support that option for women to have that choice, but I just found it a bit grim that the guy was running down the street. Aye, fucked up. It's in the street. The street's fucking haunted, mate. I think so, mate. There's never any wind in this street, ever. 
regardless of the weather. It's like deed, isn't it? It's yep. like dead outside. Dead air. Mm-hmm. Even when there's a wee block of flats across the road, I, I sometimes loop it to get my steps in. Never see anybody walking in and out. Just weird. Aye, man. Very strange. It's a strange bit, but the Mitchell Library's got a strange history. Hmm? I don't know if it's because it reminds me of the start of Ghostbusters. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> it does, mate. But no, like, the Mitchell Library's apparently got a bit of a weird history and, like, a weird energy and stuff to do with, like, the Stone of Destiny and all that sort of caper, so. Oof. don't know. You never know. That is weird in there. Maybe we're just fucked. Aye, maybe we are conspiracy theories. <laughs> you know the, the ice war? Aye. So that's us done an hour? Yeah. Right, so we'll move on to the Patreon content. But look, guys, we need to ask you a favour. See, because I did that Rod Stewart video, a lot of people are getting his shitey comments and stuff. So can you go onto the podcast page and give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple? I've not even thought about how that could impact. Like, Mate, people the are sending me pictures of Bobby, like, you're fucking shite. Who do you think you're not at? Really? I'm like, calm down, mate. Just as well you're in a better place, mate. Fucking. Oh, I, go, I gobbled it up. Gobbled. Yum, yum, yum. Give me more. Feed the troll. The handsome troll. But feed the troll. <laughs> the handsome troll. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will. We'll, We'll continue to do that on a week by week basis. And on that, like, if you're wanting to get any extra podcasts or do you like what we're doing and blah blah blah, it is um, patreon.com forward slash straight white whale. Two extra podcasts a month. Darren's solo shows up there. Um, we do Q and A's. We ask questions, we ask opinions, and blah, blah, blah. So patreon.com forward slash straight white whale. It's a fiver a month. You also keep help to keep the lights on. Um, not as much as Lamb Solutions Limited, but... Yes. Thank you for your support. We'll see you next week, and this will be out as soon as possible. Um, what should I do to sign off? Mm. Here we... Here's it, Stuart. Right, 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 right the prod, dear mate, see all that shit I was saying about, I get it right up you, you can't, <laughs> fucking up you, you can't, yes. <laughs> see you next week. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.